welcome to another episode of Mosaic Station. We have amazing guests with us on this podcast. Um, before we get into it, um, I want to, you know, take some time to introduce us and have our guest, special guests introduce themselves. My name is Sharon Singh. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I am the program coordinator for Mosaic Cross Cultural Center. Hi everyone, my name is Carrie Toma. I'm the International Programs Manager at International Student and Scholar Services. Hi, um, my name is Hazel and I'm a graduate student studying urban planning, urban planning, and I'm from South Korea, especially Seoul. Hi, my name is Song and uh, I'm an international student from Beijing, China, and I'm a biology student. I pronounce he. My name is Harry. I'm from Macau, and my major is graphic design. Hi, everyone. My name is Jazz. I'm the social media coordinator for Mosaic, and I'm also a graphic design major, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. Hi, my name is Parl. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm an undergraduate student um, from Cali, and oh, wait, that's it. Okay. <laughs> Great. So, um, you know, we, this podcast is really special because we are across three or four different time zones right now and really trying to um, share different, um, you know, perspectives and our um, narratives around what it's like to be an SJSU student. And then also, what's it like experiencing this pandemic across, um, you know, different um, cultures and different um, hometowns. So um, I guess we should start off by, you know, how long have you all been at SJSU? Um, for me, it's about like two years already. And uh, from next semester, the fall 2020, um, 2021, uh, it will be my fourth year. But like, uh, I'm a transfer student. I was a transfer student. For me, it's gonna be almost um, one year. Yeah, I started studying last spring, so yeah, up to one year, like lovely. For me, this is my second year, and then I transferred from the Anson College. Okay. Um, so I guess you know all of you have been um, at SJSU for you know uh, more than a year, I guess, and you know I. I would love to know what made you choose SJSU? For me, initially, because of the weather. Uh, before I came to uh, California, I was studying at Washington State, and it's super cold during the winter time, and always raining like during summer. Uh, I feel like I, I studied over there for like uh, another two years, and I feel like maybe I, I can choose a, a sunny place instead of uh, rainy, snowy kind of weather. So I came to uh, San Jose and uh, I really like the weather here. And also I noticed uh, San Jose State has a, a very diverse culture. Mm -hmm. So uh, I feel like it's really nice to study here. Nice. Um, for me, I choose SJSU because of course weather is in California and it's also near, I mean, it's kind of like backbone of the Silicon Valley. And also um, there are many like 
are there like he's increasing the like, diversity of the students is the really attractive part for me. Yeah, I think that's why I choose SJSU. For me, I choose SJSU because the graphic design program is popular here. Mm -hmm. And then the San Jose State is close to my community college. The answer is in the Cupertino. Mm -hmm. And then last one is because it's cheaper. Ah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, I, I'm actually an alum of SJSU and, um, you know, I thought about going to UC David or like one of the UC Davis or like one of the UCs and very quickly realized like I can't afford that. So, um, and I was also a transfer student too. Yeah. Um, and I guess jumping into, you know, our experiences right now, um, are you currently in San Jose or, or did you go back to your um, hometown? I personally, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm still in the US. Okay. So I didn't go back to my home country. Okay. Yeah, I have a lot of friends, like it's already uh, in China right now. They are all international students, but for me, I'm staying here because uh, some of my coursework and lab, I need to stay here during my summer. Yeah, me too. I'm in, I'm in not San Jose. I'm just, I'm just uh, staying my friend's place, but near, it's also still in USA. So, yeah. Jazz, Pearl, are you, like, have you decided to stay in San Jose or have you gone back home? What is home? Um, I came back to East Bay and I think I'm going to stay out here for however long and I think I'm gonna pack up my apartment on my lease ends so yeah I also did the same thing came back up to Fairfield to be with my family and um, I'm also planning on packing up my apartment and um, maybe relocating in San Jose for next semester but everything is still up in the air right now because you know it's pretty uncertain but yeah, I just have to wait it out until then. What do you feel like has been the biggest um, like change for you all in regards to your experience in the classroom in person versus now? For my classes, I'm a biology student, so I, I got a lot of labs. And so it's so strange to have all my hands-on experience moving to online which means like no hands-on experience, only doing reports. So it's very interesting uh, experience for me. And uh, all my lectures as well uh, went down online. At first it was a little bit strange, but now I kind of uh, already familiar with the kind of setting because mm -hmm. we can see the recording like whatever we want and like a couple of times if we can't understand it it's like i like like uh previous uh in class experience hmm. uh for me i'm i was i have been taking like studio class like um we have a bunch of community meetings or community engagement something project all stopped we was supposed to like held open house Mm. tomorrow cancel <laughs> and like 
yeah, but I think our my our my instructor kind of was confused like how he handled like this situation, but eventually we goes through well. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, we choose another virtual meeting or online survey way, something like that. Yeah. Okay. How about the graphic designers? Oh, for me is I already look at the screen a lot when I was at school. <laughs> and now I look at the screen the whole day. Because <laughs> when I look at my professor, he's in the screen too. So I'm living with my screen now. Oh, yeah, I definitely feel that um, even with my role as the social media coordinator, like I'm, I feel like I'm constantly um, looking at a screen. So it's definitely good to take breaks every now and then. I heard of this rule, it's called the 2020 rule. And um, basically after spending 20 minutes of screen time, you're supposed to look at an object 20 feet away from you for 20 seconds to readjust your focus um, and kind of rest your eyes. So I've been thinking about that. Um, still have to try and practice it and remind myself to look away from the screen. But yeah, um, we're definitely getting a lot more screen time, even more than we already did um, being graphic design majors. So yeah. Yeah, I just feel like a lot of my professors are older because it's like finance. So I have a lot of older professors that don't really know how to like switch to that online platform mm. which hasn't been easy but like like they just don't know how to upload files or like they don't know how to upload their lectures so it's just a lot of patience and working with them mm. i'm curious um if you guys haven't jasmine gave us a a tip um for you know getting your eyes for your tired eyes but do you guys have any other tips or have found things that have helped with this trans transition to online learning? Um, for me, a small thing that I've tried to do more often is just writing in my planner and really getting organized, just making lists of things that I need to do um, to keep track of you know, what, what's due, um, when my deadlines are. And yeah, for me, I, I can get sidetracked a lot. I, tend to get distracted by things so um just practicing that doing that helps me focus and also just journaling I've been trying to do that a lot lately just to um and yeah I can be a perfectionist sometimes but I feel like now I'm allowing myself to open up and to just write down whatever is going through my mind just to get it out there and then kind of reflect back on that so yeah for me that's helped a lot that's great, thank you. My number one tip is sleep early, get up early. <laughs> stay with whatever time zone you are staying right now. That's like staying at US, but having a China time zone. Like, <laughs> totally different time. But for lots of my friends, they, when I like, see the social media, they were still posting like, uh, like at one, I mean, 3 a.m. in the morning after like um, changing to an online format. So I think this is really important. Mm. Um, yeah, I agree with Jasmine. I'm like writing my schedule every day. I mean, check also checking my, what I have to do today and then what I have to do tomorrow by like those things. And then keep focusing on like 
it's cool, you know, like, oh, not, and there's so I check the news just in the morning and then stop and the mm -hmm. next day morning because before like a couple a month ago I check I check the news every day I mean every like, two hours something like that and then that makes me so depressed actually and then it's kind of hard because it's the uncertain situation and then mm -hmm. I just decide oh maybe just in the morning or just only 30 minutes and then done no more and yeah just updating that's it. Mm -hmm. Oh, for me, I also do the uh, daily schedule. So, like, uh, yeah. And then another thing I do is, um, oh, when I do homework, I call my friend. So uh, I feel like I'm doing homework with someone else together. If if they doesn't pick up my call, I'm gonna listen to the same music again and again. <laughs> Yeah, I love listening to um, to music while I'm working. I feel like that also helps with my focus. Um, that one YouTube channel, it's really popular. It's like the lo-fi hip-hop beats to study to. That's a really popular one. Um, I also made myself a little playlist on Spotify with um, a few artists and I have some instrumentals on there too. So I feel like that usually helps with my focus. Um, and if you do have the option of going outside and you have a quiet space outside, um, I've been trying to do that as well, just to get some sun and to kind of sweat a little bit because it's been getting warmer. Like, I feel like that makes me feel better for some reason. Um, but yeah, even just having like the silence outside um, has helped a lot too. Um, for me, I'm, like the biggest thing for me is like, to follow along in lecture, I have to write it down. So it's like super easy to not write it down anymore. Cause like you're not, like sometimes I'll just lay in bed and I won't be motivated. But if I get up and write it down, then I feel like I actually grasp it. So that's what I've been trying to do. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I'm, I kind of heard a little bit about, you know, calling people or keeping in touch with people. What are some ways that you all are trying to build or keep community or build community here um, or even back home. Are you guys keeping in touch with, with friends? Um, do, you, do you do like Harry does and call each other while you're doing homework or connect on social media? Are you talking to people back home? Uh, for me, uh, we set up some like happy hours time. So every Friday night, just one hour, through the Zoom, we just just talk how how been to get each other or something like that, and then they actually may very encouraged to be motivate something. Yeah. For me, uh, I don't have a lot of uh, time to like talk to my friends, uh, but I do like uh, every day. I call my parents like to. Has some information to make sure everything is okay. Besides that, I think my uh, communication are most among my classmates, like among of, of, about a project or um, some assignments. Like, how did you guys do that? How did you guys do this? Um, yeah, but the the communication was still still there. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, 
lately I've been putting my friends on Zoom while we all work out. So that's how we've been motivating ourselves for the most part. That's like how I catch up with my friends like every day. Has anybody done like a virtual dance party or virtual um, karaoke or sing along or something? I know that's been going around. Um, I have a lot of friends who work at the radio station or have worked at the radio station and um, DJ at parties and like other live events and they've trans they've like transferred um, to Twitch or like online streaming platforms. Um, so I've been trying to keep up with them and um, attend their their little one hour sets and just listen to music. And it's kind of like having like your own little personal DJ session with them. So that's been fun. Um, just keeping up with music and um, also just being in community with other people who are tuned in has been really cool. I didn't do any like karaoke or dance party. Um, I, did, I didn't even think about that, like online dance party it's but it sounds really good it should i should try that it should be hilarious uh but when i put myself i just listen some music um i'm more a person like to listen uh like enjoying the music or music by myself sadly uh but i, I do recommend something uh, i see recently online the, the phantom of opera it's fully free on YouTube, so it's a really nice uh, musical, and I really like uh, to share with everyone. Especially, it's free and online now. We don't need to go far away to see that musical. That's great. Is that the Broadway production? Yes. I think also like Germany, like opera symposiums, so there so have free access for public, right? I just heard that. I never access, but I heard that. <laughs> I I I didn't do dance party, but I watched the movie at the with the with the I ISSS on uh, on the movie Thor. So um, I guess if you all had um, you know, to share your experience before, um, you know. Uh, this pandemic and then now you know what was your um experience like being uh, a student at san jose state for me as an international student uh so i'm from china beijing so the outbreaks uh, originally starts like at the wuhan province of, of, of china uh so i heard that thing at the beginning mm -hmm. on january uh, about the outbreak, and I already started panic around that time because uh, no, actually not start panicking. I was like super lucky, <laughs> like I was thinking I was I was lucky, like I was not in the in the in the outbreak area because mm -hmm. uh, when I was young, I experienced the not like experience because I was like in elementary school, but I experienced the SARS. The first one, uh, so so our, everyone was like super nervous about the SARS. Mm -hmm. uh, so I I was uh, kind of 
um, lucky I, I was here and not experiencing it at the beginning in January. Mm -hmm. And uh, gradually, as the as the virus, I mean the the this spread, uh, like to like uh, February, I I heard like the first cases, the crews, everything. I was super concentrated on those information, all those news. Mm -hmm. So uh, I start worrying about the things and start giving me some stress. Uh, but it's, everything is going okay for now. So, uh, uh, after everything went online. Mm -hmm. uh, How about Harry or Hazel? How has the experience been? For me, um, I think um, I agree with Song because at the first, at the very very beginning of the COVID nineteen, I thought, oh, it's it's in it happens in China. Oh, maybe it's not gonna not gonna affect to the like USA or I didn't even thought about Korea well too my my home, my home country but January happened like badly and then I started I at the beginning I very I was very worried about my family first and they are in Korea and then so I keep calling them be careful don't go out blah blah I just keep every day I notice them but it happened change so it's they they check me every day because korea is getting better every single day and yeah they called me but the good thing is it's not like new york and then so yeah but the biggest it's really challenging thing is um when my like family called me and then keep telling them i'm okay it's okay. You don't have to worry about too much about me. I keep, you know, that conversation that is a little bit hard, but except, yeah. Do you feel like you can be honest and tell them if you're not okay? Probably not, but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> you don't want to worry them. Yeah, I'm far away. There's nothing they can help me, you know, like, and... No, I don't want to give another extra worry to them. You know that's, and and so far I can I believe I can handle. I'm not sure. I'm, I don't know, but <laughs> so far I can. Yeah. So yeah, but I can do that because you know there is nothing they can do right now in my in this situation. You know. Yeah. I'm the same way. My family is in Hawaii, and even if I wasn't okay. I probably would have a hard time telling them. Do, do, I mean, you know, thank you, Hazel, for sharing and Harry. Do the rest of you worry about your friends and family back home? Oh, no. Now they, they are more safe. <laughs> <laughs> valid. Valid. I'm sorry. I was super worried at the beginning. Uh, because my grandparents, they just had a major surgery in uh, February. Around that time, was, uh, uh, my, my grandparents are uh, currently in South Korea. So mm -hmm. at that time, it was also uh, uh, spreading around that uh, region. So I was super worried about them, especially they just finished the uh, major surgery. And they are also immune. 
efficient people. So, but yeah. now it's getting better. Yeah. Pearl and Jazz, do you all have family that are, um, you know, um, living internationally? Um, yeah, I, I do have a lot of family like abroad in Punjab. So um, for now, I guess it's been kind of under control. The only thing is, is that they describe just a lot of poor people and like migrant workers not being able to eat. So like a lot of my family members have been doing this thing called Seva. I mean, service. Mm -hmm. So they just mostly been trying to feed everybody over there, which I think is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So that's it for the most part. It's been not that many cases reported yet, though. So that's good news. Yeah. Yeah, I have family in the Philippines, and um, so far everyone's doing okay. Um, I know that some people out there um, can be stubborn and weren't really following um, the shelter-in-place rules, but for the most part, um, my family members have. They're just kind of concerned about those people who aren't really um, following. And yeah, I know that in the Philippines, you have to have a permit to go out. So um, there are certain places that you're restricted um, access to, and it's mostly just local places that you have access to instead. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think everyone so far is, has been doing all right. And then um, my partner and his family, um, well, his fam his parents are in the Philippines right now, too. And mm -hmm. they're just looking out for their, their parents and just like the older people, making sure that they're not going out and aren't being stubborn about those rules and just taking care of themselves, making masks. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know that in Fiji, there's been one or two cases, um, but the biggest thing is that a um, phone just hit the islands there. So, um, you know, a lot of people lost their homes. Um, and so I have family members who are thankfully okay. Um, but I do have a lot of family members who are doctors. Um, here and so like you know totally hear you jazz on like everyone needs to stay inside because i love my people and you know and people just don't need to go into the hospital right now um so yeah definitely like hear that it's very frustrating when i'm like why are you all at the park <laughs> like go home carrie um you were saying that you have family in hawaii um have you, how have you been able to like keep, you know, in touch with them and what is their, like how they describe their experience? Well, Hawaii, I feel like kind of got hit later than the rest of um, the U.S. or the mainland as we call it. <laughs> um, my family has a restaurant and so, you know, they've, they've had to move to take out only just like how it is here, but I'm just, I'm concerned about them and my parents, you know, having so much contact with people. Um, and I worry that they're not, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what kind of measures they're taking to make sure that people stay six feet apart from each other. And, and you know, also, I, I feel like culturally, um, you know, 
for cultures where it's really important to have family and big family gatherings and friends that are like family, um, it's really hard to not get together. Um, and I, my dad has his, his buddies that they get together twice a week and they're still getting together. And I'm just like, (laughs) you don't get it. (laughs) I get so frustrated, but I can't do anything about it. So, yeah, it's not easy. I totally agree with Carrie because China also uh, has a culture of gathering, especially during the January, February, that time where it's like spring break, you know, the spring festival. (laughs) That was spring break, break, uh, close to spring break, but but the most importantly, that was um, spring festival. Sorry to speak the truth, <laughs> but uh, during the spring festival, like everyone likes gathering, like different family, they want to like uh, meet up and like the whole family. But but the uh, but yeah, it's really hard to make them hard to gather together, like not gather together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like my friends' family, like parents, they're still they still want to have barbecue party last weekend so like we and my friends like we trying to why you couldn't have the barbecue party in this situation you know and then when you go out you have to wear a mask or you do you have a sanitizer or but i think they're old so it's a little bit hard to understand this situation so yeah well for, for me my 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 family, they they uh they are going to work every day, so they have to wear the mask. But they are getting annoyed because uh in my home, it's very humid and hot. So if you wear the mask, it's gonna stick it to your face like in three minutes. Yeah, I foresee that being you know um especially in June in San Jose when it does get humid here, I foresee that you know being one of the causes that folks don't want to wear their gloves uh, their masks so curious um because i think you all have connections uh internationally um and i know that um we had students who are uh you know students at san jose state go back home to their home country and everybody's kind of sheltering in place and having to quarantine. Um, what have you guys heard about what the situation is like if if somebody um, who before the borders were kind of closed were, was traveling and then went back home? Like even in Hawaii, they actually decided to shut down um, and not let people into Hawaii. Well, they, they're letting people in, but they're, they're trying to... Um, keep people away um, and so they're making everybody even if you're a tourist uh, quarantine self-quarantine for 14 days which there goes your vacation right so you may as well not go um, type of thing but what what have you guys heard um, about what the the quarantine or self-quarantine um, situation is like back in your home countries um, for me in China uh, it's very uh, strict we have a uh, streak and from uh, uh people who living in the u.s kind of like a extreme standard and extreme measures 
uh, and that's the reason like it can take in like the it's they can control it as well so uh, so everything from the internationally like the flights what from what I heard uh, they only allow one flight per one airline company to fly into uh, China uh, every week so consider to like uh, thousands of like in uh, flights to China normally like every day it's a huge difference to like uh, one flight every week and after they get into the airport there uh, uh, there will be a quarantine group uh, wearing uh, full protection uh, with mask and uh, gloves everything and starting to take the like survey like how are, how how did you feel over the weekend like over the week did you like uh, uh, start coughing like what's the symptoms or do you, uh, whether or not you have symptoms and they will do a test in the airport and after the the airport quarantine check which uh, which i think maybe that's the reason for like one flight per week per airline company because the like if like there are like 200 people in one flight it's gonna take a long time to do all to, to, to do all the measurements and and after like they get out of the uh, like the airport there will be a specific bus like take them to the to the uh, region hotel for different region like different region where they live. In that case, in that hotel, they will like stay at least fifteen days uh, after an international flight. Yeah, and also this also applies to like a province province traveling in in the China in China. Uh, like if you travel to like uh, another province or another city you will need to like get a phone app with like a QR code or something to like uh, to make sure everything is okay and you did a COVID-19 check, like the test, uh, that's a positive or negative uh, test and it all can show on the, on the phone app and uh, everybody can access it. It's very extreme. So for example, for my parents, uh, they just finished like province-province uh, traveling and they have to re remain at their house for 15 days. And it's really hard to actually like, keep track of everyone. So at my house, like in, my, uh, in front of my room, like my, my, my parents' place, they will put like a cordless camera, uh, make sure everyone's staying at home. Like, it's that extreme measure, uh, measurement. And for me, it was kind of a distrust at first, but uh, it's, uh, it's kind of understandable if like, if there are so many people like is stubborn and like don't listen to the policy and trying to go out. So uh, that's the, uh, the measurement they, they took in China. Uh, I will I will add more things if I think uh, think anything else.
Um, I think in Korea, South Korea is one of the countries that do not conduct the shelter in place. So they can still work, they can go when, wherever they want to go, or yeah, still local businesses are open. We never close, they never close that. I think it is because, because they choose another way, which is the like, track who have contact with the COVID-19 cases with like through digital networks. So yeah, I think, yeah. So my friends got a little bit shocked, like, oh, why, why Korea is not still, they open their business or how they can do that, like without sharing place, you know? Yeah, that, that's, you know, sharing place is, it's really need to protect our community, but it's gonna huge impact on our local business, so yeah. Um, for me, uh, I have a friend, he went back to Korea after the school go back to the online and then now uh, he has self-quarantine for 14 days so that so he can go out now and then he went to the uh, the climbing wall gym and then he is taking pictures of like he's climbing in the gym and I'm so jealous Oh, one thing I just added one more. Um, so Korea, there is like a map, who the it's how can I say like tracking map for the the COVID the cases. Like so, if I got Corona and then they operate like they the map shows like where I have been. Like if I go like Target or school, they show my like tracking like point. So everyone knows the COVID case where they where she's been or like yeah so everyone like everyone know the map so they try not to go the place using the map. Do they track that with your cell phone? Yeah but yeah but I read so many articles this really sensitive issue here because privacy and someone said like it's big brother like but yeah, but anyways, it's just different. They just choose different way, and then that that's why most people recognize which area I should not go. More information, I I think. <laughs> yeah. So even if you're not sheltering in place, people can still say like, "Oh, I'm not gonna go to that area. I'm just gonna stay home." <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just curious, Hazel. So, <laughs> so will the like the. So will the coronavirus, like the patient, staying at their house like uh, the whole time, or they will still traveling? Like because there's no shelter in place order, so they are allowed to travel around. You mean the confirmed patient? Yes, confirmed. Oh no, they have to go to like, house, home, or I think they most of them have to be go like hospital, so they can come out after they reco fully recover something. Yeah. But I think some case, especially for young young people, they can still uh, stay at house, their house, but they can't go out before recovering fully. Yeah, I'm glad this worked because uh, I'm a biology student, so I'm uh, very concerned the transmission, the, the, the 
uh, transmission vector or the bio biology terms. And it's very interesting in the biology that we call it uh, asympt asymptomatic patient. So you don't know like if they have the symptoms, like if you don't know if they carry the viruses. So in that case, the like especially the, the asymptomatic patients, even though they are healthy, but they still carry the viruses, like uh, uh, occupy like 30 to 40% of the population who have the coronaviruses, which is a huge number. So, so I know they can track the people who have the COVID-19 test, they did the test, but it's really hard to track uh, other people. Mm -hmm. So that's just my concern, but I, I'm, I'm super glad that it worked well in South Korea without the shelter-in-place order. Do we know what um, things are like in India or the Philippines? Um, for now, it's just, or in India, just like lockdown and they have like curfew. Um, so if you're like you're caught past curfew, like you get in trouble or like, I know they hit you or stuff like that. So it's been pretty severe, but it has to be for a population that huge. Um, and then I'm pretty sure that like the main problem is, is that for the people who aren't like eating, they're going in these lines to get fed by the government or by groups, but they're just not, that's, they're not social distancing. So I know that's an issue, but again, there's just not a high number of cases. So I feel like people haven't really been taking it as seriously as they should be as of now. Yeah, I know that in India, um, the police are using violence. Um, and then, um, because it's such a large population, like Pearl was saying, that, and, and for the population that don't necessarily have homes um, and they're staying outdoors and like sheds or whatever, like they can't, they don't have running water. So, you know, washing your hands and keeping distance isn't really happening. Um, but there aren't as many cases still in India because I think travel was kind of um, like, I think stopped very early on in India. Yeah. So like, I don't think there, there was a case of like Italian tourists who had been tested positive in India, but they ended up quarantining that group and then sending them back. Um, and so it kind of like stopped the spread when they stopped the travel, I feel like, to India. But yeah, I've heard like, you know, violence is being used. Yeah. Yeah, I know that in the Philippines, um, the President Duterte has really been trying to enforce these rules. And um, even before this happened, he's used violence to threaten the people to follow his orders. and can be kind of crazy sometimes. Um, I think in a speech that he did recently, he was saying how he doesn't care um, and he'll have his soldiers like hurt people if they don't obey the rules. So um, yeah, it's it's been kind of crazy, but it also is reminiscent of um, martial law that happened back in the day in the Philippines. So it's like kind of 
bringing back those experiences to people again, just under a new president. Sorry, no, um, Paral had mentioned uh, that the government was feeding people and yeah, I mean, and, and, and Sharon too, you had talked about just too many people crowded in, in one area um, and not being able to, to social distance. Um, it, it's hard because like you want to provide help, right? But how do you do it for so many people in, in a way that will keep everyone safe? Um, uh, I don't know. I Song, I think we've talked about like, you know, if you're, if you're able to self-quarantine at home in, in China, that the government provides food for you, that bring it to your door. If you have, I guess, you know, if you're, you're lucky enough to have a, a place uh, where they can deliver it to, right, where you can shelter in place. Yes, so everybody is forced to stay at their house, so the government will, um, will um, not the government, the community will like buy the foods all together. And, and then we have volunteers to uh, put the vegetables, uh, groceries in front of their room so they can do the cleaning, disinfecting process of the bags and they, they, they take care of themselves. Usually like the, the group of people will do it like uh, um, like once a week, so they will provide uh, essential products, not the like everything you not everything you need. I mean, like everything you want, it's the essential products to make sure you you can have a basic uh, living. Yeah, but we but, but I think they have like. Uh, meat, vegetables, eggs, uh, milk, everything. So, yeah, in most of the places. There were some, there are, I think there are some uh, situations also created because of the, uh, the community didn't, didn't do a good job on it. And the, the, some people start complaining because uh, they, they, the community buys some like cheap foods or like uh, bad uh, groceries and uh, trying to food and food the uh, uh, community members. Yeah, I heard some bad news too. So it's not uh, always good about the community giving all those groceries. Me too. It's just South Korea, just like here, it's, it's springtime, nice weather. And there is like cherry blossom festival or what, like, you know, like something flower festival and then people still want to go. So it's like crowded, it was crowded. So the local government, they had to shut down the, the like festival area and they had to eliminate all the flowers. So not preventing like the spreading out, so not to people come to the festival. And I was just going to say lots of, lots of events and festivals were canceled or postponed this year, um, which was I, for me, like, you know, hard and, and sad. But I think when you think of the bigger picture of why we, we have to sacrifice those things um, 
for the better of, of everyone. Um, yeah, I think for me, the, the hardest was having to cancel my vacation, <laughs> my trip. <laughs> but, I, but that happened kind of right at the beginning. So I feel like once I got over that hurdle, that I was okay. After I was like, okay, I, I can, I can deal with this. Um, and so I think I've been for the most part, um, managing the shelter in place. Okay. Because the hardest part for me was at the beginning when I had to cancel my trip. Yeah. So I was supposed to go to Hawaii. I had, I had to cancel. Uh, yeah. What, what, who was going to say? Yeah. I was gonna say like we even had an event uh Carrie and I had an event holy and we had to cancel it you know I mean it was right in the beginning and we didn't know how bad it was gonna be so I'm glad we did um at least we kind of did our part in not doing a large gathering <laughs> on campus I know Pearl had to cancel her Punjabi prom yes rest in peace <laughs> i was so excited i got a venue i lost my deposit oh, oh. oh no. yeah it was i mean it was the club's money but it's still 500 dollars down the drain so oh well is there anything that um I know travel plans, but were there any other festival or holidays that you all were looking forward to? I was really looking forward to this R&B festival called Lovers and Friends that was going to be in LA. And it was actually um, going to be next weekend on May 9th or May 8th through mm -hmm. the 10th. And I was going to go down to LA and spend some time with one of my best friends who's turning 21 um but instead you know i'm planning on maybe just putting together a little surprise gift and she lives in san francisco so i can't really like i mean i could probably face on her but i'll probably um send her something instead along with the theme of like the lovers and friends r&b um theme yeah i was really looking forward to that um just because we had bought plane tickets and um We'd, I mean, the festival itself, like, we thought it was fake at first because the lineup was so good. <laughs> and fire a festival. lot of, yeah, and a lot of people thought that it was going to be, like, fire Festival because there were some artists on there. Like, the management was kind of weird, and um, some artists on there were like, I never agreed to this lineup, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so it was it was really weird it was a weird time and then for all of this to happen um they rescheduled it to august but you know i doubt that um that that's gonna still be a thing people are probably well they should be refunded and yeah like i really miss live events and that's probably gonna be you know the last thing um that's going to like reopen you know stadiums sports events mm -hmm. um, and live concerts are probably going to be the last thing that people that the government is going to allow so yeah I mean I've accepted that and you know I'm like gonna be very patient about it but um in the meantime I'll just stick to watching these live these live streams <laughs> yeah. yeah I know that for me I've missed um 
it was my brother's 22nd birthday and then my sisters are turning nine in may may 8th so i and i haven't seen them because um you know i i do have um or i'm like high risk i guess because i have asthma and so um you know i've been trying to stay home and like limit my exposure to people um so I'm just missing like my family and like spending these like birthdays with them. That's been hard. I feel bad for people who had to miss their prom, high school students who missed their prom oh, yeah. and the mm-hmm. graduates, the, the students who are graduating this semester. Mm-hmm. So I heard that um, one of my parents is teacher in middle school and then right. they decide to like each one just come to their like something like class, something some something certain space, and then one go, one go like that situation because they want to give something some memory for the graduate students. Yeah, but no parents they cannot bring their parents just the students themselves. Oh, so they actually physically go to the school. Yeah, just one person, one person. That's it. Wow. And then they're gonna maintain like six feet, so they're not gonna touch each other. They made their they are so thinking about like set up some certain time time schedule. That I'm not sure yet, but they're still like figuring out how they're gonna do like graduation. Yeah, it's like you put the diploma down and then you like wait and then you back away. <laughs> no, I think actually they're gonna put the, your diploma is over there and then you can pick it up. <laughs> I don't know. Harry, you're getting ready to graduate soon. What do you think of all of this? Oh, like actually, I'm kind of happy about the. I don't have to go to the ceremony. (laughs) You don't want to go to a ceremony? Because I don't like to wait for like two hours. (laughs) But my parents. Like if if everything is uh, like nothing happened, like no COVID-19, so my parents will come to the ceremony mm-hmm. because they want to like experience it or see it. Yeah. But uh, honestly, I don't want to go. So I'm like, I don't happy about the COVID-19, but I'm happy that I don't have to go to the ceremony. <laughs> That's bad. It's hard to it's hard to understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that's good. Are there any um anything that you'd like to all share with the folks who are listening about um you know some positives um and how you're you know how you can keep going in this time right now? Oh, I'm trying to do exercise every day to keep positive. Like recently, I start to walk thirty minutes a day in my in my house or in the backyard. <laughs> and then I try to talk to my friends, and then I like to play with the cats, and I and I love cats a lot. I'm trying to be like positive, so if without this situation. Of course, I'm gonna go out, or I'm gonna I can work at school or study at school. But I just thought um, this is another 
um, like happy vacation another in another way. So I can stay at home. I don't need to go actually physical access to the school. And I have a much free time. So I want to enjoy my free time. So I cook a lot. I get the plants a lot. And I made like list, book list. So when it, before I couldn't read because I didn't have time. And then I trying to read, catch up the reading a book or those things like make my hobby to keep positive. The way I keep myself positive is counting down the days I left for the, the shelter in place order. <laughs> Back in oh, this February. Getting extension. Yeah, I know. Back in February, I was waiting for the March, and now March, I'm waiting for the like the May, and like now I'm waiting for the end of the May. <laughs> uh, okay. Besides that, uh, I think uh, breathing fresh air, um, reminding myself uh, uh, I'm still very healthy, and be able to sleep well, eat well, uh, thinking about the good things. So that's the uh, ways I can uh, keep myself positive and stay healthy, sleep early, and get up early. <laughs> uh, for me to stay positive, I, I well, I guess I'm like blessed that all my family members are in our house right now because we never, we never all four get to be here unless it's like Christmas or like a, a special holiday. So that's nice. And like, I feel like we've kind of, I don't know, we're kind of just going through it together as a family, which we really don't get the opportunity to do because we're all so busy and we're all just living our own lives. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm grateful that like life kind of just slowed down for us to all be together. And luckily we haven't gotten in any fights or anything yet, so it hasn't been bad. And I guess what I'm also grateful for is just like eating, my mom's food three times a day and drinking water and taking care of my skin okay. so it's a kind of a blessing in disguise in some ways i definitely appreciate being with family and sharing meals together just sharing time and space um and yeah i've been drinking a lot of water just trying to keep myself hydrated um really grateful to have enough space in the backyard to just bask in the sun once in a while and yeah just being able to check in with friends when I can whenever they need support um but also checking in with myself and um just kind of doing things at my own pace and at my own capacity and I always look forward to doing podcasts like these and um just checking in with our mosaic staff and folks in the Solidarity Network, um, and just hearing about other people's experiences. Carrie, is there anything you'd like to share, um, upcoming things that um, ISSS will be having um, for students to look out for? Um, we've been working on a lot of things. We just did a, um, a Saturday movie time this last weekend. We'll do that again this summer. Um, we continue to work with our um, CAPS and International Gateways to do um, Monday Global Connections. It's at noon. Um, it's just a time to connect with other people. 
And um, we started doing Thursday tea times at three. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been nice uh, to, to just, that one's just, you know, just come and, and hang out. Just, it's just a space for um, people to get together and connect with each other um, without, with, without having any pressure on, on anything. It's pretty low key. Um, we're looking into how we can celebrate our international graduates as well. So hoping we can share more information about that. And we will continue to be offering town halls um, as we get more government updates uh, about the immigration situation. We just did one last week uh, about the academic policy changes because I don't know. I mean, even as a U.S. citizen, when I English is my first language and I read all those emails about the academic change policies, <laughs> it's a lot of information to, to kind of take in. And then you get so many emails and it gets confusing. So, you know, for international students, how how is it going to impact them? Um, so that was the last town hall. But yeah, we're we're we'll have a lot more things uh, because we want to keep people engaged throughout the summer um, and then, you know, of course, prepare for fall, whatever fall looks like. I think that's the hardest thing is <laughs> the uncertainty at this point. But, um, but the one thing we're sure of is, you know, we're, we're here to, to support not just international students, but, you know, our, our larger campus community as well. So very excited um, to be able to partner with Mosaic on, on something like this. Um, yeah. Um, so with that, thank you everyone for being on this podcast. Um, you know, we appreciate you all giving your time and getting more screen time with us. (laughs) Um, and then, um, thank you everyone who's listening out there. Uh, we will, uh, please follow us at uh, on our Instagram and our website, it's um, our website is sjsu.edu slash mosaic and our Instagram is at sjsu mosaic. Carrie, would you like to share some ways for students to connect with you? Sure, you can follow International Student and Scholar Services. We're on Instagram and Facebook at SJSU International. Um, that's where we post a lot about our um, our upcoming events. And you can also check out the website, uh, which is sjsu.edu slash ISSS slash events. Awesome. And then, um, Pearl, would you like to share anything for the PETA task force? Yeah. Uh, And if you didn't know what a PETA is, it's Asian Pacific Islander, Desi American, and we're a task force on campus to give resources and support to students. So we're at sjsuapida on Instagram. So um, thank you again uh, for everyone who's listening. Um, Follow us, connect with us, uh, let us know your thoughts in our Instagrams and follow us. Thank you. Bye.